1: Oh, what I'd give to play in one more turkey bowl. Yeah, I asked on uh, Twitter today, and you can find me on Twitter, by the way. I don't talk about it much here. I probably should more. Uh, At Stiger World. Stiger only world at the end. At Stiger World. I asked uh, on Twitter today if anybody had done a survey on turkey bowls to find out if the numbers of games uh, that are being played, either tomorrow or Friday, uh, have declined. I have a feeling they have, uh, just because I know that pickup games in general aren't as popular as they used to be. One of the most uh, popular and effective pieces I ever did on TV was way back in the early 80s. I just went around a bunch of empty fields, uh, where I uh, fields that I actually played on as a kid. Not in Little League or any organized uh, league, but pickup games that we used to play. And so I, all I did was get the cameraman and I... I stopped at these fields it was a beautiful summer day and they were all empty and i went to one field after another and i i said i just basically had them take a shot of me standing there and i looked into the camera and i said where is everybody and i said you know what happened to the pickup game i I, this was this we would have killed to have an empty field anytime we wanted when i was a kid and i was only in my 30s then so um Uh, That night, um, Myron Cope was doing his show on the radio, right here on this very frequency, as a matter of fact, 12.50 a.m. Myron Cope was doing his show, and um, Stan Saverin was filling in for him. So uh, Stan had his show at, uh, I don't know what time it was, 7 o'clock. Anyway, Stan Saverin went down and and did his show, and uh, he was working in TV also. And I was up in the TV sports office just doing my thing, and he came up after the show, and he said... My God, he said, I can't believe the reaction that that piece got. He said, everybody's calling up and saying, "What is wrong with these kids? What are they doing if they're not playing baseball on a summer day?" It was a, it was so, and that was what I was looking for. I, I really couldn't do a piece because there was nobody to interview or anything because, you know, um, there wasn't anybody there, so the fields were empty. So, uh, and, and and Bino Cook, I think happened to uh, Bino Cook called me up. And he said, oh, I saw that piece you just ran. He said, that's unbelievable. He, he, he couldn't believe it. He said, what is wrong with these kids? So everybody had the same idea. And, you know, I wasn't an old man then. I was in my 30s, early 30s. And... um and I just couldn't believe it. So anyway, I, so ever since then, I've paid attention, and I drive around um, when I'm heading somewhere out where I live in the South Hills, and I go past some of the fields on beautiful fall Saturdays and Sundays. Nobody playing football. Nobody. No, I, I don't know what they. I don't know what kids are doing, um, but they're not out there playing football. So I wonder what's happened to the turkey bull. Well. The Turkey Bowl, for anyone from, uh, I don't know how many guys are out there who played in Turkey Bowls and are of the age now that, that the Turkey Bowl is a long way behind them, like me, but um, it was the best part of Thanksgiving. I looked forward to the Turkey Bowl. I wouldn't tell my family that, but I, I we all looked forward more to the football game we were going to play on Thanksgiving Day, or sometimes it would be on the Friday after, uh, from the time we were young kids, all the way up until I was—I think I played my last game when I was forty—and um, we. It was the best part of Thanksgiving, and uh, the later games were really good. Uh, we played it at, um, at Mount Lebanon Stadium on the AstroTurf there, and it was the young guys against the old guys, and I was among the old guys. I think I was probably. 23-24 when we started playing and the young guys were 18-19-20 maybe, maybe I was 25-26 and they were 20 anyway they were they were the young guys and they never beat us uh, I, I, mean, I say that now I have no proof they may dispute that but I don't think we ever lost to them uh, we did lose to them once and I'll tell you about that in a second because you'll be amazed at who was on our team the one time that I know that we did lose um, so um, one of the young guys as a matter of fact uh, Keith Leckenby he retweeted my question today about the survey asking about it and um he was uh he ran on the relay team at pitt that was he was one of the young guys this was not we weren't fooling around uh there were there were it was serious football if you if to to me i could tell that i was playing in a in a um in a, at least a semi serious game whether it was a softball game in a league or some uh, a station i worked for uh, if they were if everybody was wearing spikes. If somebody showed up in a pair of sneakers, to play football, you knew they were a nerd and couldn't play. So, and and you know they probably brought their sister with them and wanted to know if she could play. So we had we wore we had spikes. We we took it seriously. Um, and the, as I said, the one kid was uh, he was on the young team. He was he ran relay at Pitt. And he was very fast. Uh, their quarterback uh, played for Grove City in college. He was out of college, but he had played at Grove City. And uh, other kids who played college football, guys, they were beyond kids at this point. But um there were, there were, you know, no, it wasn't, it wasn't a fun time where, you know, you got, you brought your aunt with you or your, or your, your cousin and she got to play. It was, it was serious stuff. We, both teams wanted to win really bad. And, um, and it was, ta- it was not tackle because when you get older, it was, it was stupid to play tackle. You, people, guys had jobs. You, you couldn't, you couldn't get hurt playing tackle. So we played touch. It would be six on six touch football and. The rusher had to count one thousand one, one thousand two, one thousand three, and then go. And you know, you everybody. It was kind of the honor system. You, if, if you are a normal human being, normal guy, I think you should know what I'm talking about. I hope you do. Um, but uh, so on our, on, I mean, one of the guys on my team was Vince Russo. Uh, he was the Terrell Pryor of his day. He was the um, he was the Wpial player of the year at Mount Lebanon when he was a senior. The he won the he was he got the bronze shoe, player of the year, and uh, he and two of his teammates from Virginia Tech. He ended up playing at Virginia Tech. Were on our team, and uh, as I said, some of the the quarterback for the uh, for uh, the young guys played at Grove City. Another kid played at Waynesburg. We had guys like that. There weren't any NFL players uh, there at, at, back then. It wasn't like you know major college guys but um they well vince russo was he played at virginia tech but it was it was serious football and we played well into our 30s so then we never lost a game so one year we had our usual turkey bowl i don't know if it was thanksgiving day or the friday after but um we we recruited a couple of guys to be on our team one guy's name was jack ham and the other was Mike Wagner, uh, Jack Ham was a Hall of Fame linebacker. You may have heard of him, and Mike Wagner played on the greatest defense in the history of professional football with him in the seventies and uh, They played in the game for us, and uh, we lost i still I, I, I know that Mike uh, Wagner and Jack Ham are still devastated by the loss in this game, but we lost the game and i I remember i can 't remember which one of them. A pass. They were playing defense, and a pass uh, went right into their hands and out, and they dropped an interception. But we lost the game with Jack Ham and Mike Wagner playing. And 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 believe me, I mean they weren't taking it was touch football, and they were in their thirties, and it wasn't wasn't you know playing against the Oakland Raiders in 1974. It was you know touch football, but they were they everybody was still taking it seriously, and we were kind of mad that we lost. So the next year. Hammond-Wagner didn't play. I think they only played the one game, and they retired. The next year, we got somebody to play quarterback. He was he was actually a pretty good wide receiver, but he played quarterback uh, for us in that game. Uh a guy named Lynn Swan played. Uh, he was pretty good uh, playing quarterback. He moved around pretty well. He was still pretty young. Only, I think, you know, retired a year or two, probably in his early 30s. Um, uh, he's a couple years younger than I am, so he was probably like 32 two and i was 33 34 anyway he played and we won that game i don't remember the score i don't remember what uh, if i did anything any good but you know, i could hold my own with these guys and i always was uh, i always liked the fact that i got a chance to play against guys who played college football and felt like i could play in the game and more than hold my own which i did uh and and, and it was because we took it seriously so if, if you don't have a turkey bowl game uh scheduled for tomorrow what's wrong with you I mean, I'm talking about if you're a healthy young man, and if you have a son or a grandson who's not playing uh, a football game at some point uh, tomorrow or Friday, um, you know what's that's it, uh, there's probably no hope for America. So that's uh, that's that's my story of the Turkey Bowl. And I every, every year at Thanksgiving, I I wish that I could play in one more game. I still think I have a game left in me. Um, I'm a little old. I, uh, but I still can throw the ball. I can still hum the ball a little bit. I could probably play quarterback for somebody. I wouldn't scramble as well as I used to, but I could, I could hum it and I could, I could complete some passes. But, uh, I haven't had anybody call me, so I don't think I'll be playing. Meanwhile, it is Thanksgiving, okay? And, um, college kids may not even like the the holiday anymore. The college fix, uh, went to McAllister College in Minnesota. And they asked kids on campus how they felt about celebrating the holiday of, you know, Thanksgiving. Now, keep in mind when you listen to this, this is a Christian college that these kids go to. And listen to these answers.
2: We're here today at McAllister College, a small Christian private school in Minnesota, asking students if it's okay to celebrate Thanksgiving. Ooh, leaning towards no. I feel like with, you know, the historical context and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of the really awful oppression of you know indigenous people like the holiday is really like praised by i think people more on like the conservative side of things to like uphold that sort of tradition i think that like thanksgiving has been Uh, hold on one
1: minute here did did that kid sound like he ever played in a football game in his life of any kind who was that kid anyway go ahead
2: it's construed a lot um especially in textbooks and it's kind of just based off of the genocide of indigenous people Mm. um And I don't really think that we actually give thanks on Thanksgiving. We just eat a bunch of food and it's just a bunch of capitalist bullshit. Like, the celebrating a feast really isn't because of the notions of... Celebrating a feast? Go ahead. (laughs) What the actual holiday was? Well, I mean, the entire thing is sort of based off of uh, indigenous peoples and the murder of indigenous peoples in history. Not really, but what do Americans do except for celebrate unethical holidays? What other holidays are unethical? Columbus Day. I mean, Christmas break, it should be labeled as like winter break in general, but most schools are celebrating as Christmas break. Sure. Do you celebrate these holidays? Uh, more or less. Is it okay to celebrate Thanksgiving? <sighs> um, no yeah it's probably not as bad as christmas or easter but like i don't know the. so you think christmas and easter are worse than thanksgiving yeah definitely they don't celebrate christian college remember Christmas and easter sure that sucks i'm pretty anti-religious so Mm. i think Mm. that they're just like um why are you at a religious school then there's a church right over there it's true it's true it's a good point is it okay to celebrate thanksgiving
3: um that's a good question I think I think it's okay as long as your values are in the right place, so the history of the holiday is obviously not the best um, and it's very violent and oppressive. but if you are celebrating like the value of gratefulness and friendship and love and family, then I, I think that's a different story.
2: Just as an opportunity to spend time with family and like eat food and stuff, uh, I think it's mostly fine. <laughs> So the question we're asking is it okay to celebrate the Thanksgiving holiday? Yes. We've been hearing from a lot of students that they won't be celebrating Thanksgiving because of the history of the holiday. How do you respond to that? Um I see it I see it more as like a f- time to spend like time with your family and like to enjoy like being together and be thankful for that rather than for like what the actual history of it is. Okay. Is it okay to celebrate Thanksgiving? I would think it depends just because all the education that we've gotten in public school has only told like the side of the story from like the white colonizers so what do you think the real Thanksgiving story is? I think the real Thanksgiving story, I don't know what it is because I wasn't there and because I don't have the all the historical information i mean the the public school education tells you that thanksgiving was this great meeting where you know the native americans showed the pilgrims how to you know grow corn and obviously that's not true but what legitimately happened on thanksgiving i have no idea we've been hearing from a lot of students that it's not ethical to celebrate thanksgiving what's your response to this well there's a lot of american holidays and which like we've which are based on, like, our oppression of other people. So, like, if that's the case, like, we shouldn't celebrate the 4th of July or, like, a lot of other holidays. Mm. Or, like, we shouldn't get time off for, like, Christmas because that's a Christian holiday. But even other religions get time off for that. So, like, that's just, like, a slippery slope at at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. How do you plan to celebrate Thanksgiving this year? Eating with my family. Yes, eating with my family, watching football.
1: Wow, what a concept. Now, do those kids sound a little bit, I don't know, um brainwashed to you because they sure do to me all saying the same thing and um i just feel bad if i mean are these kids like i used to love this holiday when i was in college because i loved coming home on this day wednesday and knowing that all my friends were going to be home i was going to see my family and i was going to go out with my buddies and have a good time play football tomorrow and the whole thing i just loved thanksgiving i, I just are these kids who you just heard in that interview Are they going to go home and sit at the dinner table and spew out any of that stuff? Because there might be people actually, you know, leaning over to the off the side of their chair and throwing up. You might have to bring out a vomit bag if that's if they're going to be saying that while you're trying to eat your dinner. But that's that's McAllister College. And it's a Christian college. And I don't know, Christmas, uh, maybe Easter. Oh, anyway, when we come back, I'm going to tell you. How, uh, you should be feeling very guilty about your Thanksgiving dinner because it has a serious environmental impact. So if you're thinking about having turkey, cancel it. And I don't know. I don't know what you have, uh, something out from out of the garden. I'll be back.
3: living in a very successful affluent society for many people yet it's also true that there are people that are being left out of that and how do we reach those people? Joel
4: Gilliam Executive Director at Light of Life Rescue Mission on
3: Pittsburgh's North Side. So part of what Light of Life does is that we help them in our education and employment program to connect with workforce development to look at the skill gap that exists and so we're partnering with places like the community college. We're taking our clients once they are clean and they are ready to move on, now they can actually get credentialed in an area where they can be hired to work with uh, UPMC or Google or or Amazon or these other places. And so it provides an on-ramp
4: for those who are left out to get back involved in society.
0: Help someone else find
4: their comeback story. To become a monthly partner or make a one-time gift, visit lightoflife.org slash give today. lightoflife.org slash give.
0: Do you or your business have financial problems? Are you overwhelmed with debt?
4: Enjoy.
0: When you're searching for a new mattress, you may be faced with a choice between a traditional spring or memory foam, but you don't have to choose. You can get the active support of a high-quality innerspring with the comfort of memory foam and the new hybrid mattresses from the Original Mattress Factory. With two hand-built hybrid models to choose from, you can expect the latest in sleep innovation at the same high quality and factory-direct pricing you've come to expect from the Original Mattress Factory. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more. If you're shopping for a mattress, you might find that you're paying a lot more for free. Mattress retailers use free delivery, free frames, and free box springs to close the deal. What they don't tell you is that the price of those freebies is already built into the price of the mattress. What if you don't need a frame or delivery? Too bad, you're paying for it anyway. At the Original Mattress Factory, we don't make you pay more for free. You'll only pay for what you need. That's the Original Mattress Factory difference. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more. Needles and shots are
2: one of the biggest fears in dentistry. In most cases, we have been able to completely
4: eliminate that discomfort. Stock Family Dentistry on Perry Highway in Wexford is where exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. The
2: wand is pretty magical, the way that it can deliver the anesthetic without any sort of a pinch. Most patients don't even realize that I'm giving an injection. I've had a few patients say, well, when are you going to give me the shot?
1: And I've already done it.
4: Visit StockFamilyDentistry.com. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer.
1: So uh, you're planning a big dinner tomorrow, are you? Have a lot of people coming in, maybe? Um, You should feel guilty because, um, according to this piece in the Huffington Post from a couple of weeks ago, uh, they ask, uh, how much damage are we doing with our epic Thanksgiving meal every year? Turns out that your food isn't the biggest holiday culprit uh, of carbon dioxide emissions. Traveling for the meal is... But, yeah, the headline here is, consider taking the turkey out of the oven. Meat and meat byproducts have a larger environmental footprint than plant-based ingredients, according to research done by, are you ready? Carnegie Mellon University. The carbon footprint of a 16-pound turkey creates a total of 34.2 pounds of CO2, the same amount produced by turkey gravy, cranberry sauce, roasted Brussels sprouts, uh, sprouts mashed potatoes rolled biscuits and apple pie combined so f- you should just forget the tur- have the dinner tomorrow <clears throat> just forget the turkey just come up with something else you just have all the other stuff mashed potatoes are fine forget the turkey because if you don't you're ruining the planet uh now you want to get right down to it uh vegetables like asparagus and celery produce the highest quantity of co2 per pound uh they're still much better for the planet though than the turkey uh, but squash is what you should be eating if you're concerned about the environment. And then there's this. Uh, four people flying a 600-mile trip is the equivalent of 10 times the CO2 emissions of the Thanksgiving meal. So what I want you to do when you're at your big gathering tomorrow and you're looking at your grandkids or kids who have just come home from college, maybe have flown in uh, today and they're eating there tomorrow, you should be feeling terrible about the fact that those people who flew in uh, have uh, produced the equivalent of 10 times the CO2 of the nasty meal that you're going to be eating there. That's just, you should be feeling terrible about it. So the best thing to do, tell your kids to stay at college, don't fly home, uh, don 't and driving home isn 't that much better uh it's it's still driving is less detrimental, but American cars emit close to a pound of c o two per mile driven orchi banded hadger, 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 a recent graduate of the Department of Social and Decision Sciences at Carnegie Mellon said it may help the environment if your guests stayed home and cooked their own meal. This is a college this is uh, this is this is right down the road here at Carnegie Mellon they 're deciding that you should feel like a rat for eating that meal you're going to eat tomorrow. You should be ashamed of yourself. Not only should you be ashamed if you're eating the meal and it includes a turkey, but you should really be ashamed if people came from, like, you know, out of town to eat it. It doesn't matter if they flew or if they drove. You have made a major contribution to the end of the planet, to the ruination of the world, to the it's, it, we're all doomed because everybody listening to me right now probably is going to be planning on eating this turkey for dinner tomorrow, and according to the Huffington Post and people at Carnegie Mellon of all places, you are ruining the planet by eating a, a Thanksgiving Day dinner. Oh, so tell your kids, uh, it's probably too late, if you, uh, they're probably already home, but may, maybe for next year, or maybe for Christmas, but just... Tell them to stay at school. Send them a couple of bucks. Tell them to go to uh, a fast food place. Get a turkey sandwich, maybe. I don't know. This probably That may ruin the, the environment, too. I don't know. We'll be right back. Stay there. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. It's turning out to be an early winter across much of the United States with heavy snow, freezing rain, and icy conditions affecting much of Thanksgiving travel. Colorado Department of Transportation spokeswoman Tamara Rawlison says their roads are no longer snowy. But travelers are advised to leave extra time because of traffic backups.
3: Give themselves a little bit of extra time. We do
4: urge motorists to take it easy, obey the speed limit, and make sure they don't follow too closely because the number one cause of crashes that we have are people going too fast or they're following too closely.
1: Meanwhile, state officials say long stretches of two interstate highways in northern Arizona's high country will likely be closed between late Thursday and early Friday because of expected heavy snowfall. On Wall Street, the Dow by 42 points, the NASDAQ rose 57. This is SRN News. So there's this guy named Jordan, and he's a
4: healthy guy. He's a dad of six, and he works as a guide in Alaska. But then he goes to the doctor, and he's diagnosed with cancer, stage And here's the thing. He had switched from medical insurance to MediShare, which is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry. So the question for Jordan and his wife, Jenny, was, is this really going to work?
2: Our medical bills exceeded $160,000. MediShare members shared all our bills.
4: And it was about more than just the money, too. This is a real community. MediShare is is a family, a group of people that stick with you through the hardest times of your life. I just don't know how I could have done it without MediShare. It's so worth looking into. There's a reason this is growing so fast. If you want to find out more, here's a number for you. 844-45-BIBLE. That's eight four four forty five 45 bible Eight four four forty five 45 bible Larry Elder explains what the deep state is all about. The um, obsession to get this man out of office,
3: the expression deep state, these guys thought they were patriots.
4: James Comey thought he was a patriot. Strzok, McCabe, they thought they were patriots. They were intrepid
0: warriors for all the right. Right. That's what makes them so dangerous. The Larry Elder Show. Weeknights at 7 on AM 1250. The answer. The day after Thanksgiving feeds your soul. Join Amen to Action as we come together for the third year to sing, pray, celebrate, and pack over 1 million meals of hope for the hungry. It's Friday, November 29th at the Convention Center. Doors open at 8 a.m. We think we'll break last year's record. We know it will be a lot of fun. To register for the event or make a donation, go to amentoaction.org.
3: Oh, what a tangled web we weave when we first practice to deceive was the admonition of Sir Walter Scott in the 1800s. Change deceive to intercede and the quote becomes most apropos to Governor Tom Wolfe's plan to increase the threshold at which salaried workers must be paid overtime. But there are serious consequences with such a move. Learn what they are at AlleghenyInstitute.org, where conventional public policy thinking is challenged every day.
0: This is Chris Abernethy of Abernethy & Hagerman. You don't want the government deciding what happens to your estate or how much they will take. At Abernethy & Hagerman, estate administration is the heart and soul of our practice. We have the experience to help not only plan, but administer your estate properly. To protect your assets, minimize taxes, and ensure that your inheritance gets to the ones you love. Decide for yourself. Abernethy & Hagerman, legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law.
4: Are you willing to go through another season with cold and drafty windows or doors? Well, you don't have to. Pella has the best sale of the year going on right now. 55% off installation or 12 months, no interest, no payments. Energy efficiency, noise control. Plus, we are certified best for kids. Our warranties are the best in the business and expert installation too. It's Pella on sale right now. Call 888-78-PELLA or pellapittsburgh.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Down Pole 5th Avenue at Craft Avenue, that is in Oakland. Right now, traffic is jammed as we head out to Manor Road and Fernwood Street, that is due to down power cables. Also, Route 28 outbound from Millvale into Highland Park Bridge, we are stop and go. That's a look at traffic on I AM
0: 1250,
4: the answer, weather.
0: Overcast and windy tonight with a couple
2: of snow showers. Winds will be locally damaging low 34. Thursday,
0: winds gradually subsiding and cooler with clouds and breaks of sun, high 41. Cloudy tomorrow night, low 29. Friday, times of clouds and sun, high 42. Saturday, cloudy with occasional rain in the afternoon, high 41. With your accurate weather forecast, I'm Brian May. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer.
1: Well, two polls came out this week that should make every Democrat running for president nervous. Rasmussen and Emerson, one that's uh, considered right-leaning and one left, uh, they showed that 34% of black voters approve of the job that Donald Trump is doing. Now, keep in mind that Trump got uh, only 8% of the black vote back in 2016. If those numbers are off by half, the Democrats have no chance uh, Burgess Owens is a black Republican who recently announced that he's running for Congress in Utah. He's also a former NFL defensive back and the author of... Two books, Liberalism or How to Turn Good Men into Whiners, Weenies and Wimps and Why I Stand from Freedom to the Killing Fields of Socialism. Burgess joins us now. Burgess, thanks for coming on again. Appreciate it.
3: John, John, I'm looking forward to my friend. Absolutely. And, and by, by the way, uh, happy Thanksgiving.
1: Oh, Great sa- season. Great time of year. Yeah, same to you. Thanks. So uh, Thank let's you. start with why you decided to run for Congress out there in Utah.
3: Okay. Well, uh, I guess i guess we we'll start off with uh, the things we have this season. I'm, I'm very thankful to be American. I'm thankful for the American way that's allowed me to uh, experience the success I've had uh, from, from coming from a great community. And I think it's, it's important that we make sure our kids have the same opportunities. So I realized about four months ago, that unless we get our house back uh, from the uh then what's going to, what's happened to my race is going to have to rest our country. And so if I can bring to a, to our nation, another option uh, to get out, get out uh, house and and and, Senate and make sure we hold their presidency. If I get be, be part of that process, I'm more than willing to to do my part. I'm just excited about the process for
1: sure. Now, you, I saw in another interview you did, you broke it down to four things.
3: <laughs> yes, <laughs> and it, it makes it kind of simple. This is a gift from Booker T. Washington that allowed my community when I was growing up to be so successful in so many ways. And if if Americans can get back to basics, remember it's all about our values and principles. And no matter what side of our hour we're on, whether it be Republican, Democrat, Independent, it comes down to four basic tenets, and that's head, heart, hands, and home. Education is head, uh, heart is God, hands is industry, free market, and, and home is family. Those, those principles, those concepts allows every culture that comes to this country to succeed and spread the American way. So we just have to remember that's our conversation. And those who hate those four tenets, which are the sports and the monsters, are the ones that should, we should look at it in the ideology that hates our country versus uh, our, our different parties. So if we do that, I think we'll, we'll come back and, and, and win, win in a big way for sure.
1: Well, Booker T was around a long time ago. He was on to something there. He, he was. It was. Booker T. Washington, for those who don't know,
3: uh, was one of our greatest Americans. In, uh, and, I, and I didn't say black Americans. One of our greatest Americans because what he, what he did coming from uh, in slavery to understand our American culture and bringing so many people around in different cultures and races to support his efforts. And, and he started Tuskegee in eight, Tuskegee Institution in 1882. By 1905, that little, little college down in Tuskegee, Alabama, was producing more self-made millionaires than, than Harvard, Yale, and Princeton combined. And uh, just to, to add to that, what I experienced in my my growing up time, the 40s, 50s, and 60s, it was because of these tenants, because our our our, our community really adhered to them. The black community led our country in the growth of the middle class. The percentage of entrepreneurs over 40%, the uh, percentage of men matriculated from college, and the percentage of, uh, of men that were actually married over 70%. So if we get back to those tenants, no matter where we come from, no matter what part we're in, Let's make sure you focus on that instead of uh, party or politician. And I think our country will come back in a big way, and we'll all experience the American dream the way we we should uh, have an opportunity to do.
1: Uh, Mia Love held that seat until last year. Uh, She's a black woman and also a Republican, (laughs) and she lost a close race to a Democrat. How How winnable is that seat?
3: It's very winnable. It's a a 13 plus uh, Republican seat. It's going to be between the, I heard between number one and number third, uh, through number one and number three, uh, most sought out the seat throughout 2020 because, because the Democratic Party needed to keep their, keep their power. The Republican Party needs it to win back our, our, our power. So it's a very, very important seat. And, and it really, to me, it's, it's those values. It's not the fact I'm a, I'm a black American. It's the fact I'm American. abuse and American values, the Judeo-Christian to to values, has made our country great. And uh, and, and we have those values here in, in this great state. We just need to export. What we believe here, head hard, hands at home to D.C. Instead of let D.C. export their mess back to the rest of us. So so that's the goal, guys, is to make this thing happen and, and bring our country back to, uh, to so that all Americans can feel uh, the opportunity and hope that we all have here.
1: So, will you be running on Donald Trump's coattails? Absolutely. Well, I hope to, because I can say this. Any friend of the black community
3: is a friend of mine, and Donald Trump, President Trump, is a friend of the black community in every way possible. Jobs, opportunities, lower poverty, uh, an increase of business ownership. We're experiencing truly what the closest thing to what I grew up in back in the 60s, because we have uh, a president who understands that policies that make all Americans great help every single American, no matter what party, what race they're part of. So, uh, yes, I I, I, I'm, uh, I see him as a friend of ours, and I support his policies, and I defend, defend what he's doing uh, uh, because, again, it's making a making great difference in the, in the black community today.
1: Now, um, you know, we, we're hearing all about impeachment now, and that's been going on, and before that it was Russia um, collusion, <laughs> but at, at every opportunity, every Democrat um, makes a point to tell everybody that Donald Trump is a racist, uh, and I mean they don't they don't beat around the bush. Uh, Bernie Sanders calls him a racist and a bigot, and uh, they all do. How do how does that how do you react when you hear that as a black person? Uh, how do you react when this guy that you support is just, I mean, it's, it's just universally, well, it's just, it's an established <laughs> fact now that he's a racist among Democrats.
3: Well, well uh, yeah, and this is the whole thing. I understand, first of all, the Democratic Party has always been a nemesis of uh, the black community. It was the Democratic Party it was the, the party of segregation, the, uh, the Civil War, segregation, the slavery, socialism, uh, uh, Jim Crow, the KKK, and, and, and to say the least, those who do, do not care about what's happened to the black community are well, the first to call other people who care racist. Remember where the, 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 the misery of the black community lays today. It's in a democratic uh, state of uh, California, with 75% of the black boys in the state of California cannot pass standard reading and writing tests. Or go to democratic cities where you see the greatest amount of misery, of poverty, of lack of opportunity. So let me suggest, America, let's not listen to the rhetoric of the leftists. Uh, they have used, abused, and discarded black communities for decades. It's obvious what they do. They don't care about us. So if, if we're winning now, if we're having more uh, job opportunities, more entrepreneurial opportunities, more uh, opportunity zones in black communities, if the, if the result is that we are truly getting opportunities, who who should be standing against that? Uh, it, it only only racists. And the races that are standing against the success of uh, President Trump in the Republican Party are the true races. And they're the ones always putting out the color. As like the rest of us look at each other, from inside out versus outside in.
1: We're talking to Burgess Owens. He's running for, uh, he's a Republican running for Congress in Utah. Also, uh, the author of uh, a couple of books, one of them, Liberalism, or How to Turn Good Men into Whiners, Weenies, and Wimps. Um, you've been, uh, as you just now uh, uh, showed, uh, that you've been very outspoken against the Democratic Party and its effect on blacks in, Amer- in America. Uh, the two polls I mentioned, Rasmussen and Emerson, showed President Trump with 34% approval rating among uh, black voters. Did those numbers surprise you? No, it's not
3: surprising me at all. Uh, and by the way, I just want to make this point. You can find me at Burgess four, the number four, utah.com. And please support me. We need to get this thing done with. No, it doesn't surprise me at all, John, because there was 16% of black, uh, black Americans, or four uh, candidate Trump. But what's happening is that we're winning. We're experiencing what it is to finally feel hope in our country, uh, being able to take care of our kids, to have somebody to advocate against the abortions. We've been killing our babies. Uh, 40, 40, 000, 40 million of them will last uh, uh, since 1973. So, no, we are finally waking up to realize that what the Democratic Party has done for us is used, abused, and discarded us and our kids forever. And we're ready. We're, we're sick of it. We're not only uh, beginning to and understand what's going on, but I will say this, the greatest present for the black community over the last, Eight years before uh, 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 President uh, uh, Trump is President Obama because he's such a lousy president that black Americans are finally waking up and saying, what happened to hope to change? What happened to the opportunity to experience the American dream and to feel hopeful again and to, to worship our God, to go out and get a job and to own the business and to raise our families? Well, we're finally getting a chance to do that in the greatest upturn in our economy and that we've ever experienced before. So uh, just know, guys, that, that this is this is an exciting time for us. What what I'm hoping is that the rest of America learns from black, the black community. Don't be fooled by these guys. Understand what we're doing is what everybody should do. Don't trust them. Just run, the, the sprint away from that plantation because that's what they want. They love dependency, and we need to make sure we're moving away and, and living the American dream that we should, we'd all been promised from our very beginning from initiation.
1: And that that's the that's your message to to black voters when when, when you're going to go out campaigning. That's going to be your message to them about the Democrat Party and why you're a Republican? Do you, and do you, what kind of reception do you expect to get? Is it a hard sell? Yeah,
3: that's going to be my, yeah, to be my message to everyone. Um, and, and here's the thing. Uh, we have uh, at the core of, of my community, along with everybody else, by the way, So my message is not just for black community; It's back for everyone. At, at our very core, we have conservative value. At our very core, across our country, we believe in God. We believe in hard work. We believe in rule of law. We believe in fairness. And what we're seeing from the other side is something totally separate from that. So know that our fight is not against uh, uh, with each, other, each other. Our fight is the socialists and Marxists and atheists that hate our American way. They hate those four tenets. And you look at what the Democratic Party has done over the years. They, they, uh, uh, they, they make sure that we're not educating our kids. They become propagandists and socialists. They make sure that God is pushed out of everything, so therefore nothing for evil is left. They make sure that we're dependent on government versus uh, substitution on ourselves. And they have destroyed the family unit in a big way for the American, uh, the, the black Americans to try to do the same for the rest of our country. So my message very simply for all Americans, don't trust them. Look at the facts. Do your homework. Turn off CNN and MSNBC and look at other sources of information. Find out what's going on with the black community. And if that's happening with us, just imagine what happens to the rest of our country as we truly, uh, start to turn, turn towards the, the, the American values that made our country the, the great country it is.
1: You appeared before Congress, uh, Burgess, back in June to testify against uh, reparations. What kind of reaction did you get to that?
3: Very positive. Very positive because, again, the uh, American people are very fair. They understand that no one should be uh, punished for something they did. They had nothing to do with. And, and the fact that uh, you know we have uh, so, so many, what, 20 years ago, 100 years ago, whatever it was, that we came out of this whole thing of, of slavery, Uh, And, of course, uh, the the people that that are demanding reparation, guess who they are? The same people who had to to fight, the same party who had to fight against segregation, Jim Crow, uh, the whole bit. They are the ones that are cultists in here. So if they want to have restitution, let's go and look at the party of Democrats and those who still stay there, they should pay up, pony up, because they're still giving our country a bunch of misery. So Americans, on the most part, understand my message, and they're very excited about it because we all believe in their competency, and each and every one of us should have an opportunity to work ourselves out of any situations to, to again, to experience the American dream.
1: We're talking to Burgess Owens, uh, who's running for Congress out in Utah. And uh, Burgess, where can they uh, reach you again?
3: Burgess Shore, the number 4 for 4 tennis dot utahcom And support me, guys, because, again, today it's going to be one of the the, the high highlighted uh, districts, and it's going to be a big fight. We win this one back. We have a much better chance of winning back the house, and I look forward to being part of that process. So appreciate your support. Uh, burgess dot utahcom
1: Okay, I got a couple of minutes left. Uh, you, you talked about a lot about what you learned growing up, black in the deep South um, during the '50s and '60s. You obviously have refused to take on a victim mentality as a result of that.
3: I have because I grew up in a time, remember the numbers I just mentioned about my community. I grew up in a very successful community. One is very proud of themselves. Uh, one in which the, the men came back from war, very proud of the fact they were patriots. They loved the fact they went out fought for their war and they built their communities, built their families. The very last thing that they would ever want to be looked at, it would have been an insult for them to be looked at as hapless victims. And to, to me today, if you, if, you, if you want to know the lack of manhood, Think about men, grown men, to walk around asking for somebody to take care of them because of the color of their skin. I, I, I don't think it, there's anything more demeaning than that. They should not call themselves men. They're truly winters, women and wimps, and to teach our young people that that's the way the world works, that you don't go out and build and, and work and overcome and dream yourself, but you wait for somebody to take care of you because of something that happened before you're born, is so totally ridiculous, it, 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 it's remarkable, so... Um, no, I'm very proud of my, my legacy of not only Americans, but my legacy of the black American and the, and the community that truly was kicking butt when they had everything going against them because they truly believed that they worked hard enough, stayed honest enough, and believed in God that they would actually overcome all obstacles. We need to get back to that. And let's do that by, again, putting the right party in, in, in power to give all Americans a chance to, to again, to live that American dream that we've, we've heard so much about and that everyone deserves to have a shot at.
1: Well, hey, Burgess, I'm running out of time here. You played in the NFL uh, after retiring, after being the uh, 13th overall pick by the Jets back in 1973. So i got to ask you an NFL question. Can anybody okay, beat the Ravens? Okay. <laughs> well,
3: I'm, I'm, uh, you know what? I it the other day. But let me tell you real quickly. I retired in 1983. They stopped paying me in 1983, and I stopped caring about football in 1983. So I'm probably not the right guy to talk to you about that. But they look pretty tough. Uh, I see this, if, if anybody's giving give me a run for the money, it appears to me, from what I just saw last week, that uh, they might be the team. So we'll see what happens. That kind of exciting, though,
1: isn't it? Hey, Burgess, I appreciate you being on. Always do. Uh, one more time, how people can uh, get in touch with you and uh, help you with your campaign. Uh,
3: okay, Burgess4, 4, four com. And, John, thanks again, my friend. And look forward to chatting with you uh, real soon.
1: Sure. All right, good luck out there. We'll, we'll talk again. Thanks. Yeah. Okay, take care. All All right, we'll be right back. Confusing, tedious, worse than a math test. That's how most Americans describe shopping for health insurance. Yep. Open enrollment is here again. You have until December 15th to choose something very expensive that you hope to never use. And if that makes you want to stick a red-hot poker in your eye, call Marley Financial. Marley has every plan available in the tri-state, but they also offer some of the most innovative solutions to tackle the high cost of health care. Heard of first-dollar benefits, the most expensive part of a health plan? They're great if you visit the doctor a lot or take medications, but if you're healthy, why pay it? A catastrophic plan through Marley may be all you need. Or how about a high deductible? Plan you can pair with a supercharged HSA. Not all plans qualify, but Marley's do, offering double benefits to cut your out of pocket costs in half. Call Marley Financial today at 724 884 1496 for a custom designed health plan with the coverage you need at a price that's right for you. 724 884 1496 or at MarleyFG.com. The team at My Pillow is grateful for you this holiday season. So grateful they have an amazing offer. Buy one, get one on their incredible Sets. Mike Lindell has come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. He finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create the ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. His new Giza Dreams bed sheets are made with this long staple cotton, and he guarantees they will be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. The first night you sleep on my sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dreams sheets are available in a variety of colors, and like all of my Products they come with a 60 day money back guarantee and a 10 year warranty. Right now, you can buy one get one free by calling 800 716 8087 and use promo code STAG. For a limited time, you can buy one get one free plus free shipping. Call 800 716 8087 or go to mypillow.com, but make sure to use the promo code STAG.
4: Like the rest of us, you're probably tired of all those annoying sales calls to your home telephone number. Now, there's a solution. OurOldNumber.com will block those pesky robocalls from getting through. And most live sales calls will hang up. So how does it work? Callers to your home telephone number will hear a personalized greeting from you. The caller selects the family member they wish to reach, and the call is immediately forwarded onto the family member's cell phone. There's no equipment to buy. There's nothing to install. No long-term contracts. It's still your phone number and remains in directory assistance. The service is only $9.99 per month, and you can eliminate your landline connection and save money. Now, calls to your home phone number can reach any member of the family, wherever they are, and get rid of those annoying sales calls. OurOldNumber.com. It's just $9.99 per month. Go to OurOldNumber.com to learn how you can get started blocking sales calls today. That's OurOldNumber.com.
0: OurOldNumber.com. You'll be glad you did. Hi, this is Rhett Rasmussen of BestHotGrill.com. Not only do we have great grills, but also the best hot patio heaters. We are the nationwide distributor for Bromic Radiant Patio Heaters, the very best patio heater that you can get. The Bromic Heaters use the same radiant burner technology as our Solar Infrared Grills, So they heat up fast and keep you warm so you can enjoy your backyard grill and outdoor living spaces into the night and all year round. heaters have stylish contemporary designs that fit perfectly in backyard and restaurant patios. We have gas and electric models to suit most installation needs and a portable gas heater that directs the heat where you want it, not the bushes and walls like the mushroom heaters. For top quality performance and aesthetics, you want bromic radiant patio heaters and Solaire infrared grills. Learn about these amazing grills and heaters at besthotgrill.com. That's besthotgrill.com, besthotgrill.com. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer
1: Well, we're coming up here on the last uh, couple of minutes of this uh, holiday week. I won't be here tomorrow or Friday. We'll have the best of. Uh, We're going to have my uh, interview with um, Bill Clinton tomorrow. And then on Friday, it'll be my my interview with the Queen of England. So make sure you tune in for that. No, I don't know what we have, but... It'll be good. Just tune in tomorrow for the best of. Uh, Same time, same station. I want to close here with just a heartwarming story uh, for the holidays. (laughs) This is in New Jersey at a ShopRite. Happened around noon today, you know, shopping for the holiday, getting in the spirit, you know, just Thanksgiving, everybody feeling wonderful. Uh, Two women uh, in the express lane at ShopRite in New Jersey, in Howell, New Jersey, Authorities say a 40-year-old brick woman, that's a brick is a, a, a town, I guess, uh, was uh, challenged by a 45-year-old Howl woman over the number of items she had in the express checkout. Who hasn't wanted to punch somebody in the face, especially on the day before a holiday, for having a couple more extra items in the express line? Both women allegedly throwing punches and biting each other. Uh, witnesses said the brick woman uh, also scratched and bit the leg of a 43-year-old uh, Freehold Township woman. So three women were involved. The w- poor woman from Freehold, she gets bit in the leg. Uh, she tried to intervene. She said, come on, ladies, it's Thanksgiving. Can we just And she got bit in the leg? All three women were treated <laughs> for minor injuries. The two women involved in the fight were both charged with disorderly conduct. The brick woman was also charged with simple assault. So there you go. That's a heartwarming story to close out the week. On the day before Thanksgiving, and just a lovely, lovely story about the fine people in New Jersey at the express lane. So if you're in the express lane tonight and you're all frazzled because you don't have enough food yet for dinner tomorrow, don't punch anybody or don't bite anybody in the leg. And in the meantime, thanks to Aaron for another good week of uh, producing, and I'll talk to you guys on Monday.
0: The John Steigerwald Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group.